2: Well, hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to another amazing AfterBuzz TV After Show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're on Season 2, Episode 5, halfway through the season.
3: Halfway there already.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh. So exciting. Yeah. And it, it was a good episode, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a great one. It's, uh, it's titled Hemlock Diego's Policy Player's Dream Book. Th- Ooh, a mouthful. Yeah, I think that's the longest <laughs> title ever in the history of titles for episodes. I'm your host, Shano, <laughs> and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host.
3: Hi, guys. I'm JJ Jorgens.
2: And Marissa is off tonight. We're going to be missing her. Yeah. We can't wait until she gets back next week, but she's on vacation. Lucky her. Yeah, no, lucky her, man. She works her butt off, like, engineering, being the, uh, being the producer for the shows, and then hosting too. She deserves a well-earned vacation. She
3: does. We miss her so much, but she definitely does deserve some time off.
2: So, um, we're gonna, we're really excited tonight because Mm -hmm. later on, we're gonna be interviewing, potentially, if he calls in, interviewing, Mm -hmm. uh, Joel De La Fuente, who plays Dr. Mm Johan Price on Hemlock Grove. And that's going to be cool. But before that, we're going to talk about Price checking Olivia, Roman's hallucinations, Peter's dreams, masked men. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and tigers, lions, and bears, oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, and then we'll talk about predictions after that. But let's go ahead and start off by talking about um, Dr. Price and him checking Olivia. So, how crazy was it when he was, like, checking her tongue? We got another shot yeah. of that. What yeah did you, what did you think again, about it? I
3: just every time I just love how they're just so good with the visuals you know, with the effects on the show, and just mm-hmm. it just it looked just so real and just yeah, so intense that i I loved it um, and I just thought it was very fascinating that we find out that she's actually now aging like a human and kind of having to deal with the the effects of that on her so interesting little twist here,
2: yeah, you can even see it like coming apart at the seams a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is really crazy. Like, it's she's not healing the way she's supposed to. And Price mentions, oh, by the way, you know, we did some, like, we're going to do some preliminary blood work, but later on he reveals in the episode, hey, it looks like, you're becoming more human mm-hmm. and that explains you know why you're not healing correctly your tongue hasn't healed you're not able to walk correctly you nicked yourself with the the razor and mm-hmm. you're not healing like it's something that small even a human could yeah heal faster than that right
3: yeah i like to see it i think it's finally nice to see her being a little flawed because we're used to everything being so easy for her and she has control of every situation and every person so i think i like seeing this kind of vulnerable side of her
2: yeah and and Speaking of vulnerable and emotional, she was sitting there. There's that one scene where she's sitting at the um, in her living room, looking at the clock, and it's just like ticking away, and it starts to slow yeah. down. See, which is like actually kind of the opposite of what you would think. You know, you would think that because she knows that time is. you know stalking her Mm -hmm. now that it would go faster maybe but they made it slow down maybe she was just like hey what the hell i don't give a you know i don't give a hoot i'm gonna go and get go to the bar and look sexy and that she did
3: yeah i like the way they did that because i i really liked uh it it really gave weight to the situation and she when that happened she was over um overplaying the conversation that she had with price and i think it really gave a lot of gravity to what she was facing with. Yeah. And I think you're right that she was like, no, you know, she's like, fuck this. I'm going to get out there and, you know, go sing karaoke. (laughs) That's
2: right. And she did do that. I didn't expect her to do it. Like, I it was so funny because she gets to the bar. It's It's not a super young kind of bar. It's clearly a karaoke bar, a very nice looking karaoke Mm -hmm. bar, I might add. And I wouldn't even think that Hemlock Grove would have something like that.
3: (gasps) Yeah, I agree. It was very surprising too. I wondered where she was going when she was getting all dressed up. And I, I don't think I would have ever predicted that she was going to sing karaoke. But again, I mean, to her talents, what an amazing voice she had and how great was that? You know, she's just yeah. so sensual and just, you know, just powerful.
2: Yeah, such a stark contrast to the person that was singing beforehand. It was just so yeah. bad. I felt bad for that girl. I was like, "Wow, they really over embellished her." Like, they she was probably a good singer. She looked like she may be like Asian or Filipino or something. So she probably was a good singer, and they're like, "You know what? Just like do, do it worse than that." Yeah,
3: and then probably auto tuned her to be even worse instead yeah. of making her better.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was just so bad. But then I when she, when um, Olivia took the stage, I was like oh my goodness, it was so, it, you're right, it was very sensual, it was passionate, and I could feel like there, there's got to be some kind of connection between what she's singing and what's going on in the story, some metaphors, some parallels in there, because there's there she was saying, like, creature with, like, an yeah. atom brain and stuff like that, and it's, I'm thinking about, like, her son, you know, I'm thinking yeah. about how he's, like, really single-minded right now, he's got all he wants to do is eat, eat, mm-hmm. and then he wants to be human at the same time, but he's like, eat, 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 and that's taking over him.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I went back to watch that again because I figured, that, you know, because even when they showed the lyrics on the karaoke machine, I thought there, there has to be, you know, meaning behind this, and and that's that's what I got out of it too. If you guys got anything else, I would love to hear what you fans read with that too, but I thought it was, she's talking about the creature tearing things apart, and I thought it was kind of her feelings about what Roman was going through as well.
2: Yeah, Um. so getting back to uh getting back to price uh he actually it was so funny because uh we we see him more in the laboratory in the sub basement level right mm-hmm. and we get to see him talking about priscilla and it, it was so funny because he, he he finally gets roman to come into the sub basement mm-hmm. lab sub basement level five uh-huh. finally the hidden place and uh he gets in there through that hidden door um and he starts talking about the thing that was in the tank, and now we know that was what Ouroboros was, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's this human fetus that has been only grown in an external environment, in, in that tank, mm-hmm. and it was it only took what seven months, eight months for it to grow. I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 So she's fully grown. She's a fully yeah. grown woman. And, uh, and he's, and they named her Priscilla. And it was so funny because he said such like an egotistical thing. He was like, Oh, but enough about me. He was talking about the thing. He was talking about his work in the tank.
3: Yeah. He, I love, um, I love the the advancement in the character we've had of of him this this season. Like he's just is really like I mean we see him being more in control, more snappy with people, you know. Um I even I mean for those of uh, people out there who are playing our drinking game we had this season about every time uh somebody says pee or bladder, um that's not him. Um uh-huh. Anyway, uh sorry, we're we're waiting for his call. I was hoping that wasn't him calling right there. But um uh, anyway, um he he also said uh she, Olivia asked him one time when, when she he was checking her out, she was like, Oh, do you pee with excitement every time you marvel at your genius with a scalpel? You know, and then he was like, Oh, I pride myself on my bladder control yes. and you know yes. <laughs> So just to throw that out there for our drinking game out there again. But um yeah, but I just like how clever he is this season and just I don't know, snarky and just He's, you know?
2: he's not threatened. He's threatened yeah. quite a few times by people. He's threatened by, uh, by Roman for sure. By, uh, definitely by Norman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, he's not getting as many threats as he did last epi- uh, last season yeah. rather. And, uh, he is more in control this mm-hmm. time. I really like it. I just love Joel de la Fuente's acting as Dr. Price. It's, it's just amazing. Um, I, I really want to ask him, like hopefully he calls because I really want to ask him some stuff. Oh yay! Sounds like- <laughs> that
5: was excellent timing, Sean. How yay yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Joel,
2: thank you so much for joining us. So we have on the line Joel de la Fuente, he plays Doctor Johan Price on the awesome Hemlock Grove show on Netflix. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: It's a pleasure to be
2: here. How are you guys? <laughs> Great. <laughs> we're really good, and we're, we're so glad that you called. And, you know, I forgot. Uh, so do you prefer Joel, or is it Joel? Uh, Joel. I go by Joel. Okay. And I actually wanted to ask you, too, because your name is, has, like, Hispanic roots in it. Are you Filipino mm-hmm. by any chance? I am. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, You got one here in the studio, too.
5: <laughs> I, I, I know. Let me guess who it is. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well we had we had some awesome questions to ask you. I wanted to start off by by talking about how um the the cool shot in this episode, because we were watching the episode five, Hemlock Groves, uh Hemlock's Diego's Policy Players <laughs> Dream Book. <laughs> and uh we wanted to ask you how how was it like on set? Give us some behind the scenes stuff. What's going on with Uh, Olivia's uh, tongue like how did you guys do those shots like when you were checking her tongue and what was it a prosthetic was it cgi what was that
5: uh it's it's all cgi the stuff that you see like the, the stuff that um the stuff that sort of makes you cringe and turn your turn your stomach a little bit all that is cgi um because I can tell you um I can tell you actually that Fomka's tongue is much more beautiful than <laughs> the tongue
4: <laughs> on,
5: the, on, on the show but uh, Olivia's tongue has had quite a bit of work on it and that's when we, when we shot that stuff it was all um, you know we just played it you know and then they inserted all the, um, all the effects afterwards
2: oh that's great they did mm. such a good job mm-hmm. on that like it it literally looks like her like a tongue and yeah. it's just I don't see any because some of the some of the effects like I can see where some of the effects on the show they're so great like the wolf this time obviously Olivia's tongue but then there's somewhere <laughs> I could see like oh okay those like tumor things like they don't really matter so much so it was like eh, like whatever <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> you know I think um Like, overall, I think the the effects and the production, uh, you know, like, the production team just, they they took it to a whole new level this year. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, I totally underestimate how much work those guys had to do. I mean, they, the number of effects that they were going for this year and the amount of work required was pretty um, daunting. You know, when when I think about the work that we, that our department, you know, the acting department did, uh, you know, I thought we had a lot, but those guys, not only do they have, like, all this, work to do, they have to make it seem seamless all the time. So Mm -hmm. you're not even supposed to be paying attention to the amount of work that they do. And I guess, you know, it's, it's to their credit that I didn't really think about it all that much until, you know, we were watching it way later, you know, that I, it suddenly hit me. Wow. Those guys are really Putting in the time.
3: Along those same lines, can you tell us what kind of um, things make up the the stuff in your lab, like the liquids and, and, and then the type of like <laughs> bodily f- parts that Roman eats out of, from you? Yeah, the nutrient concentrate. Yes.
5: Oh yeah, that was that was a crazy day, um, and that's this episode, isn't it? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. two hundred five, right? Yes, exactly. Um, the the day that we were shooting that, you know, th- the big concern was that uh, you know because by two hundred five we're already you know dead in the middle of things where, you know, um, people are, are used to, um, have logged a lot of consecutive hours. So a lot of prep time, you know, a lot of the time that you have before you get started, you know, where you can do some advanced preparation, you've sort of lost all that time. So you're trying to do three things at once. Like you're, you're acting in an episode. They're trying to, you know, wardrobe fit you for the next two episodes. Then you're having a makeup test for something else. And this is kind of a really, you know, everything was building up to what, um, how Roman was going to feed. And I remember that, you know, hours in advance or maybe a day or two in advance, the the, the lead time had shrunk quite a bit. So they were very sensitive about um, trying to get Bill involved in that situation as quickly as possible because uh, not only was he going to be heavily involved it, he was going to be eating it, he was going to be rolling around in it, he was going to, you know. So, you know, we would be working on one scene and then someone would very surreptitiously come, come by and say, can we have a moment, you know, with Bill? And then they would like open a case and present him with like, you know, try this body part, this part is edible, this part's not edible. Like it was sort of like a wedding taste. to me.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Um so what what about um Priscilla in the tank on set? So was that CGI too or prosthetic body?
5: No, that's her. That's that's um Oh, that's, that's the actress. That's, yeah, no, that's all the the lovely Alex Gordon. Um she, you know, Alex uh, you know, Alex really did Uh, amazing work for, you know, for Hemlock Grove, she, all of that stuff not only is she in the tank um, the water, which and the water was very, very, very warm which, you know, for most of the time we were shooting it was was a pretty extreme winter in Toronto, so you're going from really cold stuff like you would literally, she'd come out of the tank and they would have a parka for her, you know not Mm -hmm. that it was that cold in the room, but it was so cold outside that she was going from like a really, really hot bath to like, you know cold weather all the time, and she couldn't um, there was no way to um, give her oxygen uh, while she was underwater because there's no there's no tubes or pipes that go into her mouth or her nose. So she would submerge herself. It would settle. We would roll. We would chew what we could, and then she would have to come up for air, get air. She'd have to go back down under. Then we'd have to pick up where we left off. I mean, it was it was a really challenging um, circumstance to work.
3: Oh yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't re- realize. Realize yeah, that yeah.
5: now oh my God. I'm about that when I yeah, watch those you know, scenes, and then for her to do that all year, and then when you know, have you guys watched the whole season of my last? Yeah, talk about, yes. talk about
2: yeah. anything you want because we've watched every episode. Yeah. Our fans oh, at great. home, be sure to you know this is spoiler alert for everybody. You know, Joel's going to mention some stuff for the rest of the spoiler season. alert, <laughs> <laughs> my, spoiler my alert, tour,
5: like once, but spoiler just that, you know, for Alex to do all that stuff, you know, as Priscilla in the tank, and then when she came out, for her, to, you know, she played these really great scenes. You know, mm-hmm. I thought her scenes. Uh, with Shelley were um they were very moving for me to watch them you know just to have a for someone to have a conversation with themselves i thought it was such an original um excellent take uh that the writers had and and you know i think Alex was able to pull it off really well of course with um with Maddie who's just brilliant so mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. we saw a lot of uh growth in your character this season can you kind of talk about how that was for you like you really um just i mean mm-hmm. First of all, you had so much medical, medical terms to, to learn, but then also you, ha- you were much more edgier this time, you know, talking back with people and just really, can you talk about the growth of Price this, uh, this season?
5: Sure. Um, and thanks for asking that. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the really interesting things coming into season two was that it was an entirely new writing staff. And, um, that was really exciting and also really challenging for everybody because the writers are all amazing and they were looking forward to helping build on this world, but they also weren't there the first season. So they were sort of trying to figure out how to honor the first season while also taking it into their, um, taking it, you know, into a new direction, into a deeper direction for season two, Mm -hmm. um, And for them to have to juggle all of that at once while also juggling, like, the shooting schedule that's happening, you know, they're in Los Angeles, uh, we're in Toronto, Um, you know, it was a huge leap of faith for everybody while all this stuff was happening. So when things first got started, you know, we had a general sense, like, I had a general sense of where Price was headed, but uh, I didn't really know specifically where he was going. So it was sort of like, and they weren't sure, you know, as they were writing the beginnings of it, like, what stuff um you know whether or not i'd be able to do the stuff they were writing for me to do or what my strengths or my weaknesses might be so there was sort of like a feeling out process and we just got really lucky that we got on the same page uh, relatively quickly i think and um it just got to be a lot of fun you know like you show up to work every day you know and like every tuesday you know uh like new scripts would come out on tuesdays so like you'd show up on a tuesday and just kind of it's like reading like you know, attacking the newspaper, like seeing what's happening in the world. I mean, you get to see the mm-hmm. things that they've found for you to do. And, you know, they would, it was funny because the first couple episodes, you know, in the very first episode, um, you know, it's the introduction of Dr. Zeliznova Burdakovskaya, and uh, <laughs> Shona Mack, the actress, you know, they just got so lucky with her because not only is she a great actress, she speaks perfect, flawless Russian, you know, mm-hmm. so she was helping them translate certain things into Russian. They didn't write it that way. So she's really getting to help them. They don't need someone on set to do that. She can do it. And then they kind of thought, well, what if you, maybe Price can answer you in Russian? You know, is there something he can say? So she kind of, you know, taught me a line on the spot. And then that started something in all the writers' imaginations. It was like, well, wouldn't that be funny if, like, you know, Price can just, you know, Price will just speak every language. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Price so, is you know, so there brilliant. Yeah. Where he speaks a little bit of Arabic. And then, you know, and then, I think, and then I think sometimes the writers were like, well, let's try to get Joel to say like a 19-letter word or something like that. You know, I'd show up and there would just be these really long words. And it got to be really fun. It was sort of like, you know, what do you think about this? You know, can you say this? And then I'd try to say it. And then they'd say, well, how about this? And, you know, so it, it got to be uh, like a fun little side game, you know, where the character was developing according to kind of the play that the writers and I were having back and forth as they would write stuff and send it off the set.
3: You had some great banter scenes with, I, I won't even try to say the character's name, <laughs> but with the Russian. Can you talk about how it was interacting with, with her with those scenes?
5: Yeah, well, you know, Evan Dunsky, uh, he's, he wrote episode uh, 201 and 206. So he sort of created Dr. Rochelle Osnov-Bordokovskaya. And, you know, Evans, such a wonderful writer. One of the things he did uh, right away, you know, to, to kick off season two was he created two characters, one for me and, and one for Dio, one for Destiny's character, you know, in um, uh, uh you know, uh, Luke's character, um, and then also you know, Sean, I'm playing Doctor Jealous, you now like characters that could come along to give us people to play off of you know, and these really interesting, great characters that would then pull out more of our characters. So, you know, having a really strong, ambitious um, character like Dr. Jelosnova Bordakowska really was a great way to test price and see, you know, where things were going. And, and we just had a great time of it. Shauna's a wonderful actor, um, and we would just have a ball.
2: So um, kind of going off the topic from Dr. I've been calling her Dr. Galena here. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay, great. So I think uh, I read
5: somewhere someone was calling her Dr. Pinko and I thought, well, that's, that's awful. <laughs> is, that a, is that appropriate? But, you know, at least you knew who they were talking about. Yeah, yeah.
2: So when is Price's hysterical strength going to resurface? Because we saw that last mm-hmm. season a little bit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've been wanting to see him do something crazy. But, you know, Price is always just using his mind all the time. So when is he ever going to have his strength come back and sh- do a little Show of strength and maybe even challenge Roman or Olivia.
5: Yeah, that's a um, that's a great question. It's it's not it's not something that I I have a definite answer to. I don't even you know if there you know hopefully if there is a season three, um, there's a whole uh, a process that has to happen with the writers you know in the writers room. Uh, certainly. Uh, people pay attention to the things that people have been um, posting on social media and commenting on and things. And, and um, with Price, his strength, uh, a, a number of people have brought that up. So I think that might be something that people, um, that they might they might be considering for next season. But at this point, you know, I don't think anything is set.
3: I hope so. I want to see it, too. So we do have to ask you, whose idea was it? We found out that Price sleeps with a face mask, at, an eye mask at night. <laughs> we want to hear about that. <laughs>
5: um.
4: Well, it was not my
5: idea. Um, (laughs) it was, it was one of those surprises, you know, it was, it's in the script. Um, and uh, honestly, like one of the biggest surprises, you know, when you share things with people, you know, like you, you, you you know, you kind of, we lock ourselves up for, you know, however many months working on this thing and we don't know what's going to work, what's not going to work. The biggest surprise, you know, delightful surprise for me was how people (laughs) responded to that sleep mask. You know, it was hilarious. Um, you know, it was it's chick's idea. It's chick's script. Um, it was chick's thought. And he, here's a little something for you. Like, if you look at the the script as written, uh, not only is he wearing a sleep mask in that scene, he's also described as being surrounded by about a dozen Persian
4: cats. Oh, oh wow! <laughs>
5: so, like, that was the idea. Like, going into the scene, that like you're in his. You know. And at the and I think uh, the first draft, when as it was written, it was Price's house. Like Price had a house somewhere, which then later, you know, he, he lives now in the White Tower somewhere. But um, at the time, it was like this guy surrounded, like all these cats yeah. on his pillow. He had like a sleep mask on, like all this crazy. But but unfortunately, I'm allergic to cats, and so, you know, I suggested maybe you know, trying to find certain breeds of cats that, you know, I might not be allergic to, but, you know, things were moving so quickly they just you know, they had to move on without it.
3: <laughs> we yeah, we definitely loved it here. We wondered what we'd see next, like a robe and some <laughs> leopard <laughs> leopard briefs or something. We didn't know. <laughs>
5: That's right, you never know. The longer you hang out in Price's apartment, you never know what's
2: going to <laughs> happen. That, awesome. that was such a great scene, too, because you, um, you as Price, you wake up so startled, yeah. and uh, you got your gun in your hand, and walking around the apartment with the gun in your hand and the the yeah. the, eye, the ice mask on your face, it's just such a hilarious combination. <laughs> and And Price is scared at first, but then after that, uh, you, you know, and, and Roman comes in and, he, you know, the gun gets knocked away. But then it, it really, the tables have turned. Like, Roman's not there to threaten you at all. He's just there to, like, make a deal with the devil.
5: It's, you know, for me, it was sort of like, um, like you know, I think, you know, Price comes into a situation where he feels like he's found himself in the worst situation. And then he realizes, uh, he's surprised to find out that he's actually in the middle of, his dream scenario You know Like mm-hmm. it's it's almost Like you walk in somewhere And suddenly Someone tells you You won the lottery You know Here he is He thinks someone's In his room Then it's Roman And he's hungry And he doesn't know What's going to happen And then suddenly You know He literally hands him The keys to the kingdom You know He gives him the keys To his car But it's You know Really like He's, he's giving me The keys to um, My dreams He's yeah. saying You know mm-hmm.
2: That's a really good metaphor.
3: Yeah. You have another great moment later on, spoiler alert, uh, where you kind of tell Olivia as well about what kind of mother she was. How was that for Price to be able to kind of stand up to her?
5: So great. I mean, you know, I, I really feel like um, I feel very uh, fortunate and and blessed that the writers I had so many great two person scenes this year, you know, like um and it's so fun to work with Famka, you know, and, and um, fun to be in these situations where we just had this great banter going back and forth. And they they um, they sort of really focused on, very specifically on the nature of their relationship this year, how um, a little different to first season, Price has a little bit more... Uh, he's a little braver in how he's able to sort of address her. So he, he could challenge her sometimes. And uh, they just came up with all these great... Uh, one-liners for price you know mm. like the um saying that olivia had the maternal instincts of an arachnid was a particularly funny one that i remember in one of our <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah i really like that one too um so many of the characters this season they've dramatically changed and uh who's your favorite character this season
5: gosh uh well we were just talking about her i mean for uh, you know i think everybody is terrific you know and um but i've i've had the um good fortune to be up cl- very up close and personal with with olivia with fomka this year and i i feel like her character goes on such a huge journey in season 2 that you know they she starts off so far from where she's normally been and then when you get to episode 10 you know she comes storming back you know and then some and and uh it really allowed fomka like there was such a lightness to a lot of her um you know a lot of her scenes and like a playfulness that we certainly never got got to see in hemlock grove last year so for me i just thought it, it was such a great way to see um you know the kind of range that fomka can have you know like i i, I found it just really delightful mm-hmm.
3: last season you talked to us about some of the uh, moments you you liked working with De Grey and like some mm-hmm. inappropriate drawings you had were there any fun like on <laughs> set stories this season that came about
5: yeah, well, there's always a ton, there's always a ton because, uh, you know, the cast gets along really well. You know, that's it's such a um, it's not always a given. You know, uh, depending on the show that you're working on, and you know, I feel like there's a you know, everyone is so very different. You know, people come from different places, people have different points of view on things, but there's such a generosity of spirit on set, and it usually it, it leads to some really funny things happening. Like off the top of my head, um. You know, some of us never interact, like half of us never interact with the other half. Like, uh, you know, the people in the White Tower almost never interact with the gypsies, you know, like it's just different parts mm-hmm. of the neighborhood, I guess, in Hemlock Grove. So um, the first time this season, uh, our, our chairs, while we were waiting in between sets, in between setups, they got, they got put into uh, Destiny's apartment. And it was so exciting for me, like I went to go sit down and I thought, Oh my god, I'm in Destiny's apartment. This is crazy. I've never been here before. So I was walking around just kind of feeling like um, sort of like a fan, you know, like, Oh wow, mm-hmm. look, here's her kitchen and oh here's her um, her Ouija board, here's her, you know, crystal ball. So then I took out my camera and like I took out my phone and took a picture of me um, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in her kitchen <laughs> <laughs> and I posted it on Instagram and was like uh, Hey uh Destiny, I'm in your Dr. is in your kitchen <laughs> making a sandwich. So then we kind of got into this like kind of dialogue, you know. Uh, Dio kept saying, "I'm going to go into the White Tower and mess up your experiments," and I said, "Go for it," you know. But uh-huh. she never, her chair never ended up in there. So, but then, I, I you know, I I have all these pictures of like sitting at her her crystal ball, mm-hmm. and then I have some ones that I, that I kind of can't publish where like I was. Oh, I think there's one with Dr. Price in her bathroom looking at her toothbrush, like, really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dude. it's sort of fun to kind of have that back and forth, you know, where, you know, my character would never be in here normally, but I yeah. get to play that game. Yeah, you, you,
2: can't, you can't publish it, but did you do a direct photo message? A direct, a direct post <laughs>
5: well, to you're, you know, know I, I can tell you guys uh, that, um, you know, I have the pictures in her bathroom, but, you know, I have some, I took some pictures in her bedroom, and if you ever... um if you ever see a scene in her bedroom and just pause it and look around, just take note of the different props and stuff that just live in Destiny's bedroom. <laughs> and, uh... So it's Price with some of those props. Oh, oh nice. okay. Well, I like get our
3: imaginations going. <laughs>
5: definitely got to pay attention. Yeah, you thought the sleep mask was interesting. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so, I mean, maybe there's a spinoff show for Price coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you've definitely gained so many more followers, like the, you know, between last season and this season for Hemlock Grove, and because you know the show has just gotten so popular, and you're and you're such an awesome actor. Joel and you you have really grown a lot along with the character of Price. So we 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 really enjoy watching mm-hmm. you on the show. Um you're you're so talented and how how much of a difference have you noticed with the reception um from last year, you know, to this year with Hemlock Grove with the fans with social media with everything.
5: Uh I'm I'm definitely noticing a difference. Um like like last year uh a lot of the time people would Um, want to talk to me, but, but not really have a specific vocabulary to use. Like they would just say, Hey, you're that guy, you're that, which, you know, is never, it's never the most useful thing. Like if you ever approach somebody and you just say, you're that guy, just know that it puts the person in a very uncomfortable (laughs) situation. Like it's very hard to respond to you're that guy because, because I might be thinking that I'm one guy and you're thinking I'm another guy. So Uh, But this year, it's very specific. People are saying, it's Dr. Pryde, or, (laughs) you know, uh, you really freaked me out, man. (laughs) And so when when they say things like that, then I I know exactly where they're coming from. And it's it's, it's really, I never thought I would find it sweet to be told that I'm freaking people out, but uh, I really appreciate it. (laughs)
2: yeah that's how that's how much of a great artist you are you're able to instill those like feelings of creepiness and fear in other people it's it's enjoyable
3: yeah Yeah, it's great (laughs) and it's so you're so good at it because it's so like subtle but it's so powerful you know i I just i've really enjoyed watching you this season it's been a lot of fun you know Uh, i i
5: I have to say that so much of that is i mean it, it really is a collaborative effort you know it's so much it's so much fun to get to um to get the opportunity to explore the character, but, and also, you know, to have all these people, you know, not just, you know, a wonderful writer writing for you, you know, cause Chick is a fantastic showrunner. He's a wonderful writer, but it's a room full of those people, you know, and a room full of writers. And when they, you know, their imaginations, you know, they really added so many ideas, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it's just, you know, I, I sort of feel like, you know, the luckiest guy in the room, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, you know, I feel like I, I've, I've been given this great opportunity and it's so much fun for me to get to explore it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've noticed that you've been doing a lot of one man shows that you've been, uh, that you've had yeah. and you've been posting them on Instagram. Tell us a little bit about your one man shows and what, what's, what's the, I, I haven't read too much about them, but please share it with us.
5: Well, it's one show. Um, I, I've been working on it for a couple of years. Uh, I, I didn't write it. Uh, this wonderful playwright named Jeannie Sicada wrote it. She's from Los Angeles. Uh, and it's about um, it's about a real life uh, person, a man named Gordon Hirabayashi, who was a Japanese American Quaker, um, who uh, was one of only three Japanese Americans uh, who um, refused the internment uh, of Japanese and Japanese Americans during World War II. And uh, you know he went his his case went to the Supreme Court and he lost. And then forty years later, um, they found all this evidence that sort of exonerated him and proved that it was. Um, completely unconstitutional for for that to have happened and he you know and he was sort of vindicated but uh, this man is so interesting not just because of his activism but uh, he he was just he was such a great free spirit and um, uh, lived such an interesting life and 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 dealt with his problems in such a particular uh, humorous enlightening um, inspiring sort of way and so uh, this story this one person show sort of follows his his life and what happened to him uh and and you know i get to play like you know 36 different characters like over an hour and a half and to, to tell this uh the story that not too many people know about so um we're trying to take it to as many places as we can It's it's been you know very very gratifying
2: well if you get yes. to la let me know i yeah. want i definitely want to check out that show
5: i would yeah. love that that's you know uh i would love to take it to los angeles and i would love for you guys to see it
3: Anything else in the works that we can look out for?
5: Uh there are a few things that I can't really talk about mm-hmm. right now, but um things that uh are are very exciting and um uh I guess I would encourage you all to follow me on social media if you're not already and, and as that starts to come out it will um I'll put it on there.
2: Great. So uh, third season of Hemlock Grove in the works. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, I know that there's um, the third season is in the works in many of our uh, uh, in many of our individual minds that are involved in the show. <laughs> whether or not that uh, whether or not it becomes official uh, has yet to be made known to anybody. So um, I would imagine that there would be word one way or another uh, quite soon. You know, I would imagine within the next couple of weeks.
3: If so, anything that you'd really want to hope that they write for Price for that season?
5: Um, I. I'm a big fan um, of sort of wanting... You know, I would like to know more about what his life was like, like how he ended up at the White Tower, you know, sort of like an origin sort of epi- mm-hmm. episode. Um, there are a whole bunch of things that are sort of intimated at and a bunch of things talked about in the book, that some of which made it into the first season, and then there's other things that are sort of introduced in the second season. And I would just love to, to explore that part of it. Um, would love to see... His his um his super strength, you know, and, and what what that like where it came from, like if it's just something that he was born with, or if it's something that, you know, is the result of an experiment, and if so, how else is he experimenting on himself?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, Joel, what's the best place for um, fans and followers of AfterBuzz TV to follow you at?
5: Uh, well, uh, y- there's Twitter, which is you know you know at my name. And then you know i i'm I'm pretty fond of Instagram, and um i posted a bunch of pictures uh you know and little videos from uh, behind the scenes and stuff during the first two seasons, and I have a whole bunch more that I haven't posted that I, you know I may be posting like start eking some more things out over <laughs> the next few weeks. please
3: uh,
5: do yeah <laughs> uh, I guess also there's like a, I have a an official Facebook page which is. Uh, I guess it's, you know, facebook.com slash uh, the Joel De La Fuente.
2: Oh, excellent. Well, um, Joel De La Fuente playing Dr. Johan Price, one of our favorite characters mm-hmm. on Hemlock Grove. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, thank you oh, so much. It's a
5: pleasure, you guys. It's, it's great, you know, um, it's so fun um, hearing you guys talk about the show. Thank you so much for your support of it. And hopefully we'll have many more episodes for you to talk about.
3: Yeah, we yeah. hope so too. Yeah, and Marissa wanted to make sure we said hi to you from her too. Who, from her as well? <laughs>
5: hey, Marissa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joel. Take care.
5: Thanks so much for your time, you guys.
3: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: Oh man, that was yeah.
3: great. Yeah. Ooh, bravo, Love Price. Good, yeah, Dr. Price.
2: <laughs> he, it's it's him, I think. And and Schuster, those are my favorite guys yeah. on the show right now. I love them. They're so great. Uh so we we're running out of time. Yeah, here. we'll we're have done. to cut through the rest of it pretty quickly. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh we're talking about Price and Olivia a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and jump to our next topic. Uh roman hallucinates Mm -hmm. so right in the beginning of the episode oh my goodness i did not think that anything like this could i didn't think hemlock grove could get any bloodier yeah but it did oh my (laughs) gosh so roman hallucinates and what happens
3: yeah he just goes for her miranda's neck i really was eating during this and i'm not really squeamish like that but it just kept going and i was like i had to laugh because i was like wow it took it to a whole like kill bill type of level where there's just blood everywhere you know and i and I thought what was, this is where I really do like the, the change, changing of the um writing style for this season, because I thought it was so funny. We go through all that and she's like, you know, what, did you hear anything that I, you know, just said? And he's like, yeah, you're a vegan. You know, it was like, <laughs> after we've just seen this whole scene with music and yeah. I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. It was
2: such a great contrast to yeah. what he said afterwards. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah. so good. So we get introduced to Dr. Spyvac too, because he tells her to go to see a uh-huh. doctor. And and we know later on that that guy's going to be really important. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird because I see, you know, like, well, I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah. Because we, you know, nothing really happened. But Spyvac's going to be important later on. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, So Roman's Mansion, I just, I love how it's so modern. It's got so much cool technology yeah. in there and just the way it looks. Um, this place is awesome yeah um so after sex with Miranda he gets down with her too <laughs> oh that man. girl Jeez, she she <laughs> is getting around she sure is I guess that's, but, you that's, know yeah that's why this episode's like, hemlock diego's policy players yeah book. it's like is that everybody's dream you know, like, <laughs> i guess
3: you know i mean who can blame her they're two great guys you know two completely different yeah. you know so
2: two best She's, friends yeah who are, who are going through a rough patch and they're sharing a woman again yeah again yeah you
3: would think they might have learned a lesson a little bit from last season but mm.
2: <laughs> but, but not so much yeah but still no one knows that it it was, well, I guess he alludes that it was her, his his child, right? Mm-hmm. But did, wait, so, but, but the thing is, does Peter know that? And I know they're going to talk about it later on mm-hmm. in the season, but I don't think anybody else knows that, like, it's his except for him and his mom. And then now he told her, but he didn't say it was with his cousin yeah. slash half-sister.
3: Yeah, he Jeez. left that detail out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. So even after sex with Miranda... Um, Nicene, nice by the way. Mm-hmm. He's still hungry. Yeah. Even after he went to Price's place and got the, his fill of that stuff. Yeah. So did he, like, yak it up or, like, just not drink enough of it? Because he was still hungry.
3: Well... Because he acted it up right after in yeah. this one. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, I think he just ate, ate too much of it and then, you know, gorged himself and then did that. But, yeah, I, I think it's just his appetite is too insatiable that he just is still hungry. Oh, and apparently the sex didn't didn't squelch that hunger.
2: No, no, it didn't. <laughs> and, and then now we know he he has to go to Price and ask mm-hmm. for Price's help getting rid of his upirism. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah, and just what a moment seeing. I mean, no, we talked. To, I won't talk about it too long because we already did. But it's it's just seeing him weak like that was just was interesting for yeah. this guy that has the power to just shred people. You know, to see him kneeling on the ground next to prices. Really, interesting.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting, JJ. And he really cares about his humanity. Mm-hmm. He wants to maintain it. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. And he really cares about Miranda. Otherwise, he he would just yeah. kill her. Right? Yeah. Especially some drifter random girl mm-hmm. in his bed. Sure, she's nursing his child. So that's another consideration. Yeah. Right? But uh, just, it's such a fascinating yeah. dynamic that he has. And, and Roman's really a very deep character.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and nice that he cares about his baby, you know, too, cause he, he could not be a good father, you know, or not, not want the baby around. So
2: yeah uh peter and his dreams he confesses to the sheriff like okay i'm having these dreams this is what's going on and what does sheriff chasseur say to him oh yeah and i own a pet on the planet (laughs) Zornoid. it's so great it's like what what the heck is that where did that come from you know i didn't think chasseur had that kind of humor in him but it was really good um (laughs) we start to see um We start to see Peter break down more, and he's he's getting more aggressive at stuff. He goes Mm -hmm. to the doctor or the lawyer's office, and he throws down the bookshelf. He's yelling at it, like threatening the uh, the lawyer.
3: Yeah, definitely on the edge, and his yeah, his temper is flaring now, and just losing control.
2: Yeah, and um, we get to see the scene with them and um, and his mom. Uh, linda and yeah. they're totally lying their butts off to her and it's just so it's so sad you know that they have to do that they want to make her feel better but they end up making up for it and they yeah. spring her
3: from jail <laughs> yeah that was great what,
2: that was such a great way to do it like they really went out and they used like the gypsy handbook well like the stereotypical gypsy handbook you know and they just had they they what did she do she put like she a, frog.
3: a frog
4: yeah
2: yeah she had like frog spit, the saliva or something, yeah. or like the juices from it, and she mixed it with all kinds of other stuff, and it was a hallucinogen. Yeah
3: yeah she called that i got didn't get the whole name but it was gypsy brain fog was the condensed version of that spell that she used but yeah just to, and it was great to see those goofy guys the cops that were just jerks you know and then to see how them all of a sudden going crazy with the spiders all over their faces and freaking out and just running off was i loved it it was, yeah. it was good it was
2: like a really bad lsd trip yeah yeah <laughs> so bad <laughs> but um they take linda to the airport and they ended up putting her on a plane to Bucharest, which mm-hmm. I thought was Budapest first. And then I saw the subtitles. I was like, oh, Bucharest. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that place mm-hmm. is. But um <laughs> <laughs> so Pierre was really emotional. And it was just, it, that was one of the few scenes where we get to see him really sad yeah. in this season, I feel. Yeah. So he was, mm-hmm. he's not going to be near his mom anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's super close to his mom. Yeah. Even though he calls her Linda instead of mom
3: yeah that's a good point yeah interesting i mean i know they had to get her away but i do like that character so i kind of wish she would have stayed in town
2: yeah agreed. i agree like I-, I like her too and well hopefully next season we get to see more of her because i think that was her exit like we really didn't get to see her for the rest maybe there's like one other scene in yeah. the rest of the season that she's in but the masked men strike again
3: those creepy guys those bastards. yeah
2: they can't get even with the kid that gets away and the mom yeah. that gets away they still go after them and peter's visions came true yeah. the dog was there the german shepherd was there and on a billboard and we mm-hmm. get to see um the 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 well we don't get to see boy drown but the boy obviously Goodness. got drowned in yeah. the in the tub and uh the mother suicided herself apparently hmm Mm -hmm. masked man has something to do with that or thrown
3: off the 10 foot story or however long it was (laughs) yeah
2: exactly so this was i I really like this episode with with everything that happened with price that we got to talk about and go in detail with and um and roman stuff too yeah really heavy it was a
3: lot of stuff in this episode which i think great for like now that we're at the midway point they really things are really cooking so
2: they are fun they are. It's. It's. I remember when I was watching it. I was just like, "Dude, this is just getting better yeah. and better." I can't. Yeah. I can't stop watching it, and uh, it's. It's so enjoyable. But mm-hmm. so we don't have any news and gossip because we actually talked to Joel, and we're actually running a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna talk about our predictions.
1: And now, your, your AfterBuzz After Buzz TV predictions.
2: Well, 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 well. So, I think. Roman is gonna be cured, in a way, not completely cured by next episode. Um, but it's only a temporary fix. I don't think it's gonna be permanent. Especially with, with Dr. Price, you know, he's, I feel like he's gonna be slowly killing him. Like, this is his opportunity. Like, just like Joel was talking about on the line. This is his opportunity. He got exactly what he wanted. He won the lottery. He's getting the Godfreys to come to him. And who knows how, you know, how many years he's been helping Olivia, Mm -hmm. helping Olivia, Mm -hmm. feeding her, right? Maybe he's doing something to all of them. Um, so maybe he wants to control Godfrey Industries and have it all for himself so he can run it the way he wants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, or maybe even unlock the power of Upir for his own uses so he can be invulnerable and invincible and who cares if he drinks blood he Mm -hmm. can make all the blood he wants right Mm -hmm. um and make himself immortal so he can just keep doing all these crazy experiments um i feel like maria's gonna come back thanks to price that's what i was thinking of Mm -hmm. when i wrote this Mm -hmm. but we know that's you know that's not necessarily gonna be the case later on um and we're gonna see Price sleeping with facial cream next time. <laughs> That's funny.
3: I am a little guilty this time because I was always one behind while you guys were ahead on all the episodes. And this was to the point where I was like, oh, I want to watch one more. So I just wrote like a couple quick things down. And I too, I wanted to see, I was like, we're going to see more from Price as far as like funny things that where he lives or what he wears or you know like i said maybe the robe and the leopard (laughs) boxers or something (laughs) like that i thought might come out um and then i also noted that i just thought there was something um something something strange about the doctor oh yeah he just was so uh, so i i I didn't know what to pinpoint but i just thought that he was one to keep an eye on
2: the other doctor dr spivak yes
3: yeah that she goes to visit but yeah
2: yeah, he was so nice. It's like almost creepy in a way. Right,
3: that's what got me. I was like, he's just a little too, I don't know. And just some of the questions he was asking, I just, mm-hmm. it's like, hmm.
2: You know what? With him, where I, I got like a, I, I got a strange feeling like he was, when he dimis- dismissed the nurse too, I was like, is he going to come on to Miranda? Ooh. Is he like getting the nurse out of here so he can like... Like just like like rape her. Or That's kind of what I
3: thought it. T- yeah. I was worried for her at first as well because yeah. I thought I don't know. So yeah, there's something creepy about him.
2: Yeah, and he was like, "Call me, call me anytime. Yeah. anytime. Give me a ring.
3: Yeah, really anything. forced. Yes, that exactly. And he kept reiterating that. I yeah. was like, okay. So I was like, this guy's
2: Soul. just. He's just like super. He's either super caring and super nice. Or he's a creepo, and he's like an evil guy waiting in disguise, yeah. right? So we get to find out more about we him later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that about does it for us here on mm-hmm. AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast. Um, thanks to our engineer in the booth, Phil Speedtech, aka the executive producer of After Buzz TV for doing our show. <laughs> and uh thanks for joel de la fuente aka dr price on hemlock row for getting on the line and giving us an awesome interview and discussion behind the scenes stuff cool stuff that we did not know about the show we miss marissa she will be Mm -hmm. back here next week if you guys want to give us a follow give me a follow at sean austin o that's s-e-a-n-a-u-s-t-i-n-o on instagram and twitter
3: and I'm at JJ Juergens on Twitter and Jergens JJ on Instagram or at my blog on TomGirl.tv.
2: Thanks so much, guys, and we'll buzz with you next week. From
1: executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitec, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.